0: You'll never believe it. I mean, I hardly could. Kohl's has epic deals right now, and they're going to make for an epic 4th of July. I got the cutest $6.99 Americana tees, $19.99 tech gear
1: shorts for me, and Toastmaster kitchen gadgets for less than $10. I even got Kohl's cash and picked up my order in less than an hour. So yeah, cue the fireworks, because these savings are definitely worth celebrating. Select style. Sale ends July 4th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. yeah, yeah. Drop Here it in is. the corner, Luca! How did he do it? How did he do it? That is Luca
1: Magic! No, 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 no. I take my chance, he said. I give back to Dacic. Docich pulls up three pointers. Changes yeah, I do for you when I'm saying it, yeah, yeah. Capella switched on to Luca.
0: Luca with me, step back, dirty out. 30s on 30s. Welcome back for another episode of the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. Joining me as always is my co-host, Michael Tarazas. How are you doing tonight, Michael? I'm doing alright, man. Um Probably much
1: better than than the Mavs are the past week or so. But hey, uh it's what Wednesday right now? And hey, man, the, the week's starting off good. Let's see if we can get a get a win here tonight.
0: Yeah, so we're recording this about eight o'clock central time, roughly. Uh the Mavs Pistons game just tipped off and they're off to another pretty slow start. Um and yeah, it's been a it's been a rough recent stretch of basketball for the Mavericks. Um, we were just getting into the part of the schedule that we've been looking forward to, where we're saying this is where they're going to make their move. Here it comes, and they've lost, and they've lost five of their last seven games. Um, they, and but luckily, they're not out of it in terms of getting out of the play-in of because the Blazers have also lost five of their last seven games. Um, so it, it, there's been a lot of panic. There's been uh, I, I tweeted the other night that. I was dreading the oh god here comes the Luca's gonna leave fire Rick crowd on Twitter that comes out whenever things get a little bit stressful, um, but yeah it, it's it, it's it's a dire dire straits for the for this Mavs team right now, um, and if you and if you look closer at this rough stretch of basketball where they've lost five of seven the two wins. The Grizzlies win was a miracle. They should not have won that game. It took a Luca miracle shot and Grayson Allen missing two free throws for that to happen. And then, and and then, if you turn and look at the other win, it's against Milwaukee without their superstar. And so, I even their wins haven't been good, and they've struggled against against bad against bad teams. They've struggled against. They struggled at home. They're now, I believe, thirteen and fourteen at home. Um, and that's a, this is because the, the struggles at home are becoming a recurring theme with this team because they also struggled at home last year uh, and, the, and they're struggling. I don't remember their record off the top of my head against sub 500 teams, but the Mavericks have, I believe they're, I want to say 17 and 13 against teams that are above 500 and they are about, I want to say they were about 500 against sub 500 teams. And if you look comparatively, I, I was looking at this earlier today. And if you look comparatively, the rest of the teams in the, in the, that are playoff teams in the West, have dominant records against sub 500 teams. And then you see the Mavericks and it's the same thing with games at home. All these great teams in the West are dominant in at home and they're dominant against, sub 500 teams, except for the Mavericks. So it's just been weird with the Mavs where we've seen them play up to competition, but they've also struggled against bad teams. And they've lost to some really bad teams in this stretch. They've lost to the Rockets. They've lost to the Spurs who aren't necessarily slouches, but you need to beat the Spurs. They lost to the Knicks who at home, who, you know, the Knicks aren't bad, but I mean, Julius Randle gave you 40 on your home court. That can't happen. And then last night, or on, on Monday or Sunday night, it it all culminates against the Kings and you lose and you lose to a team that had lost nine in a row that couldn't score leading up. And it was the worst defensive team in the league. And you lost a game that you simply should not lose. So it's, it's just been a a rough stretch and the schedule is still pretty wide open for them to make a move, Michael.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out. You know, on them making a move. Um, I'm settled in at number seven. Uh, this team has just been so inconsistent. Uh, it looks like there hasn't been anyone that takes accountability on this team. Uh, I'm not saying anyone's bad leaders or anything, but the Mavs clearly lack someone who holds everybody accountable. Luca, as much as the face of the franchise he is, he's 22 years old. He's got to learn how to lead. He's got to, I mean, I don't even think LeBron was leading at 21 22 years old he had he had some strong veterans on his team even though the team probably wasn't that good but he had some strong leadership on there so not having dirk or jj or or anyone on the, on the roster it's hard um what i've seen in this losing streak is such a lack of urgency there is no urgency on this basketball team there's no rotating on defense there's no getting physical in the paint uh luke luke is doing his thing but sometimes he takes plays off as well i've seen that i don't know if it's a you know a lack of cardio or they're just tired i I don't know what it is but what i've seen is they have absolutely gotten killed against julius randall of all people. julius randall is a solid solid player but you're really gonna allow him to walk you down on the three-point line and just hit a step back, Dodo? Really, man? Yeah. I mean, it's it's been embarrassing. And I'm not even sugarcoating it. It is embarrassing. When you lose to the Knicks, when you lose to the – almost cussed on this podcast, but when you lose to the <laughs> Kings that don't have Rich Juan Holmes, that don't have Marvin Bagley, you lose to that team – Maxi Kleba getting sized up against R.J. Barrett of all people, man. I mean, what is going on on this basketball team, man? What I don't understand it. What is it a Rick problem? Is it just guys who just don't know? De- Should Jamal Mosley be the head coach? He actually had this team playing defense that one night he was here. I'm not blaming Rick at all, but damn, man, something's got to give on this basketball team where is kp where's luca josh Richardson has been the most disappointing thing on any basketball team this year dwight powell is dwight powell Billy collie stein can't defend and bobon is bobon we all love him he has really good spurts here and there for five minutes but man dude jj reddick uh I, I don't i'm not expecting superhero numbers dodo he He does what he does, man. Some nights he can get 15. Some nights he can get six. That's what he does. Tim Hardaway has been lacking. And one thing that that sports has taught me is that if your major questions in week one are still your major questions at the end of a long season, then you're not learning. You're not getting better and you're not going anywhere. So I am expecting this team to stay at seven or drop to n- number eight. And I would not be surprised if they lost in the play in. That's just, this team has given me nothing to believe in them. They, they, nothing. I mean, of course, we're fans and everything, but how do you want us to be a fan of someone who doesn't even look like they're trying at their own job? That, that's my question.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. But I also think that come playoff time, I would rather be the, you know, I I would rather be a team that plays up to competition come playoff time. Cause I mean, you look around, uh, the Blazers are 20 and six against sub 500 teams and they're just getting dominated by good teams. Um, so I, I would, silver lining, I would at least rather be on this side of the coin than where the, uh, than where like the Blazers are, for example, yeah, I think that'll help come playoff time. But, yeah, I agree. It's been a lack of urgency, um, a lack of focus. The rotations have fallen off. The defensive rating, team's defensive rating over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I can't remember the specific time stretch in the stat I saw, but I think they were 29th in the league in defensive rating. And so that brief stretch of good defensive basketball we saw, poof, gone. You know, it's it's yeah. the spectrum now. It's gotten worse.
1: Here's – One of the things that I said, talking with you and and Lando and everything, I'm not blaming Mark. I'm not blaming Rick. I'm not blaming Luca, but someone has got to take the fall for the average basketball play that's been going on in Dallas. Someone has to, man. It's been too long. You don't just go from a championship team, great depth, great starters to just average basketball. Not not in the NBA, man. I see if GMs really want it, they're going to go get it. And at this point, man, I think Donnie Nelson needs to go. Someone needs to answer for this. Everything that's gone wrong, all these basketball players getting overpaid. I wouldn't even care if we overpaid for any free agent because it's not like in the NFL where you just need those elite players and so forth and so on. It's different in basketball. Everyone can play. Everyone can offer you something good. And of course, they're going to raise the price up for it because that's the market of their value and uh Donnie Nelson has failed to do that he I still can't get over the fact that he took Josh Green over Sadiq Bey and Desmond Bay, and I still can't believe he took Tyrell Terry over Emmanuel quickly and I I, I can't I it's horrible drafting and no no free agents it's he's got to go, man. He's got to go. Someone needs to answer for this. Some, I mean, someone I, has I to. Think,
0: I, I am going to call you off on that. And I do think you do need to tap the brakes a little bit because Dion Nelson has proven that he is a good GM. He's built a championship team and he has one of the best young rosters in the league set in place. So I'm going to call you but off. Nate,
1: on- but Nate, this is sports, man. 2011 might as well be 1998. No one remembers that. No one cares today no one cares i get it he he's even done. he, he built done. that but what since then has he done he hasn't gotten a true big man he hasn't gotten a true point guard he never got anyone to go with dirt point guard what do you mean he's the best Dude, that that me. was they fell in his lap. who couldn't who wouldn't take he, Luka Doncic? they traded up and went and got him what do you mean they fell in his lap they fell in his lap. They were in a position to trade up for him. It's not like they were at 18 this year and then traded up. They were literally right there. And maybe Luca would have even been on the board by then. Or maybe maybe not. Maybe that's a stretch by me. But the fact is, they have not added anyone. We literally said what with Will Kane, or I think it was a guess. Who's the best free agent they, they've gotten? Monte Ellis. That's it. They have failed on every other free agent. Everyone. They haven't failed. They can bring in quality backups like they went and got Zaza Pachulia as a plan Z and he, he performed pretty well. But you failed on Dwight Howard. You failed on a lot of guys. You had Darren Williams in your grasp
0: and you let him go. They like about the scope of what you're saying, though. Yeah, you're not gonna get superstars to come to your team when all you have to advertise is pairing them with an aging Dirk. I love Dirk, but at that point in 2015, no one in the league was saying, Oh, I want to go pair up with Dirk. You know, I mean, Dirk was great, but it, you know, that there was nothing attractive. You still haven't even gotten to see what Luca could draw free agent-wise. Guys want to play with Luca. It's clear that he's loved and respected in the league. So I mean, you haven't even gotten a chance to 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 see how that can play out. Yeah, you didn't get free agents cuz you had nothing besides hey, we're in Dallas and it's a uh, there there's no uh there's no income tax here. That that was the only two selling points you could really say back back in the day. And now that there's now that there's an that now that you have Luka Doncic, probably the best young player in the entire league paired with Porzingis, I mean obviously that it's going to pick up in the coming years. If it doesn't, then I'll eat my words, but it's going to pick up. You didn't get free agents to come because you had nothing to, I mean, they're not going to, the guys that you were going against or the teams that you were going against for these free agents, you're not going to, you're not going to win out when you say, Hey, you're going to beat out LA. Everyone wants to live. And you're going to say, and you're not going to say, Hey, come play with a 36 year old Dirk and, Take a little bit less money. Yeah, now you have a piece like Luca and a star like Porzingis next to him, where that is a million times more attractive to free agents than than uh, than what you had in years past when you've struck out with free agents before. But so- here's the thing, Nate: we've already seen Luca
1: past two off seasons. No one has come. I agree with you. Players want to play with Luca, but what is stopping them? from coming
0: to As Dallas last two off seasons. The first off season, Luca was just a rookie and hadn't really taken off yet. He had, it was his second season was when he blew up. And then this past off season, what did you want the Mavs to do? They had no mo- They had no money against the cap. They had no money. Nate, there was no one for them. Nate, to- you
1: are the fan of the greatest businessman in sports history. Jerry Jones, he hasn't had money for years, but yet he still goes and gets these guys because he makes it work. And an impact free agent since Brandon Carr in twenty twelve. I, I can't. You keep going in and out, but I, th- I heard Brandon Carr
0: in I mean, two thousand twelve. Brandon Carr was the last big free agent the Cowboys have signed. So no, the, even the Cowboys, the Cowboys haven't made a free agent splash since I was in middle school. So I mean, no, and, no. Nah. Did they have They've, a? And, this is all they awesome. keep. They
1: keep adding. Well, I mean, this is ca- isn't Cowboys, but um, for the Mavericks, who are the Mavericks supposed this to this offseason with the money they had? Like they, they could, they could have got so many guys. They, they could have went and got Surge. You see how much Surge signed for? The Mavericks had that man. I was calling for Serge Ibaka to come to Dallas, yeah. but I mean, of course, it's L.A. Went to go yeah. play with his buddy Kawhi, yeah. and because they're best friends now. But even Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder sat there and said, Offer them more money, in Dallas.
0: You offered Jay Crowder more money, and he took less money. I mean, at a certain point, at a certain point, these guys are gonna, are gonna like you can offer the money. And you know what? I don't know that they made an offer to Serge Ibaka, but yeah, Serge Ibaka is gonna go. These guys are ring hunting, and he's not gonna go to a map. He's obviously gonna pick the Clippers over a Mavs team that is just like a seven seed. The Mavs will be championship contenders in the years to come, but all these free agents are ring hunting right now, man. Like,
1: Okay, so the Mavericks are going to have about $30 million in cap space. What are you going to say when DeMar DeRozan says no, Rich Juan Holmes says no? What, what are you going to say?
0: I mean, it, it, it's a case-by-case basis. One, DeMar DeRozan, I'm not sure I would want to throw a ton of money at DeMar DeRozan because one, he's 31, uh, and two... I don't know how well he fits with Luca because he's a mid-range guy and can't shoot. It would almost be repetitive with Josh Richardson. And then then Rashawn Holmes, I don't know what his free agent market's going to look like. But also, I'm going to reach a point with Rashawn Holmes where I'm like, do I want to pay Rashawn Holmes $20 million, whatever he's going to get on the market? So it's going to depend how the market plays. I mean, he's better
1: than Kleba Powell or whatever else we have on the roster. We got to get better, Nate. We don't have draft picks. We have... To get better and how you get better is you spend money take it from someone whose GM is conservative in another league you have to get better by paying someone unless you have draft picks and you're good at drafting which the Mavericks are not and they don't have draft capital
0: yeah I it, it's tough because like I mean if I were to tell you right now hey you can have Rashawn Holmes on next year's team right now but it's going to cost you four years, 88 million. Are you going to do that? Do you want to give Rashawn Holmes $88 million? Cause I'm not sure. sure. I, Nate, that's I,
1: the market. You that's can't that's
0: the market. Bad teams, the, the teams that throw around all the money every off season in most leagues are the teams that are bad. you, you, you could say that about most leagues, teams that irresponsibly throw around massive amounts of money, you know, that's how you get in trouble
1: i don't know i mean the jazz throughout mountain amounts Mount of money and they're the number one seed right now mike conley Bog, bogdanovich gobert i mean clarkson i mean the list goes on and on man they're the number one seed right now
0: I, I, i'm just saying like you do need to be able to separate from this this idea of go get who you want well one is the price right and two uh and two, are they gonna choose you? I, mean, I would have loved to have had Jay Crowder on this team, but he chose he chose Phoenix over Dallas. And I still
1: wish we had Mike Conley. I still yeah, wish we did. I, Him going back to Memphis and taking Chandler Par- Parsons stunk so bad. Oh my gosh. Because we all thought it was gonna be Mavericks or Spurs, and then out of nowhere, oh Conley and Parsons are talking about playing in Memphis. Like,
0: man, like. It's frustrating. But I mean, hey, if that if Mike Collin comes to Dallas, then guess what? Luca probably is not a Maverick. I mean, we talk about all these trades. we Well, if they if the Mavs got those guys, then Luka Doncic is more than likely not a Maverick right now. See, my friends love to think that Luca's on his way out. He's
1: very much Hollywood. So I'm just like, OK, if L.A. wants them, I'll take A.D. I'll take Dennis Schroeder. I'll take THT and I'll take five first round picks.
0: The the oh, Luca leaving conversation is insane. It's insane. He's not going anywhere for at least the next seven or the, roughly the next six years. We will see Mark Cuban sell
1: the Mavericks before he gives away Luca Doncic. Uh,
0: Luca Doncic will get his max contract this summer, which will lock yep. him in another five years. Mm-hmm. So, the thought of Luca leaving isn't a thing for at least another six years, at least. Uh,
1: at least yeah I mean I'm I'm uh I'm on board with that and I mean the other thing we got to add is shooting and that's something that we haven't had uh so far you know throughout this year like I've always said when guys are going and they're clicking dude the Mavericks are hard to beat but lately guys haven't been clicking of course Josh Richardson is always going to be in that conversation because he cannot hit a shot this year Dorian Finney-Smith he has his great nights he has his Dorian Finney-Smith Knights, you know, he gets a couple threes, two, three threes, and that'll be it. And then J.J. Redick has just come back. Tim Hardaway is sluggish all the time. And KP looks like he's just launching stuff up, going one of seven. I believe it was against the Knicks, I think. And it was – the shooting hasn't been great, man, uh, off the bench and all that stuff. It hasn't been great, and that's been the one of the biggest things why the Mavericks have been losing lately. They cannot hit shots, even if they're open, man. They can't hit. And sometimes Jalen Brunson gets into these YOLO shots, like in the running floaters and mid court or um, uh, mid range shots. And he just throws YOLO balls up, man. I mean, the the shooting has got to get consistent for the Mavericks to at least show that they want to be out there. Just like what my teacher always used to tell me in class, man, just fake it fake. Like you want to be here, man. Fake like you're actually trying out there guys. Like, cause that's the thing. It does not look like, and I mean, I'm just a fan. I have no business telling a pro athlete what he is and what he isn't doing. But from my perspective, they are not trying. They're not getting it done. There's no urgency and that results in bad shooting. So Nate, what what's going on with the shooting, man? We, we got to figure out what's going on on this team. Cause there's, in my opinion, there's too many solid shooters to be shooting like this.
0: well, the problem is, well, they're getting open looks. That's the thing. The, the Mavericks are getting open looks. Um, they're, they're catching. Uh, next time you talk, I'm going to try and find the stat. Um, but in, there was a discussion on multiple, on other Mavs podcasts and on Dallas Sports Radio about catch and shoot numbers for this team. And I'll go double check after 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 I finish this after I finished doing this thing, but the Mavs have one of the lowest, uh, they've struggled in catch and shoot, like when wide open catch and shoot shots, they're not making enough of them. Uh, They've struggled to, and they're getting, again, they're getting one of the highest percentages of wide open looks in the NBA for, for catch and shoot threes, but they're also but they're not making them. They're in they're middle of the pack in that category. And it's an issue with this team that, I mean, if you look, if you look up and down, Kristaps Porzingis has one of the worst catch and shoot three percentages in the league um, among qualified shooters. Uh, Josh Richardson is having a career low shooting, shooting season. And, you know, these guys that you thought were going to be shooters, you know, haven't done that. And the whole crux of this offseason was selling some of their great offense for better defense. And, they're, they actually have a lower defensive rating this year than they did last year, as of now. It could get better. You know, that they, could, they could figure it out. But the defense has gotten worse, and the offense has gotten worse. And I said on Twitter a couple weeks ago, so I, I think we can officially declare the, the J. Rich trade a, a loss just because, you know, I would... So Absolutely. Because he was a creator in, you know, say what you want about him defensively, but they've gotten worse defensively. So, I mean... Big loss. And, and so that, I mean, what would, what would Seth Curry add to this team right now, man? I mean, I would love to have him back. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it, that trade's over it's done, but yeah, that one's probably a loss. Um, You're just going to have to move on with it and figure out, hopefully Tyrell Terry can become that guy for you. Um, he's out right now. Cause it's still out with personal reasons. Uh, You know, I don't really know what the issue is, but that that's, that's his own personal thing, and
1: yeah, man. Shout out to Tyrell Terry. Hope everything's going well for him, whether if it's him or any family member, or anything, man. Just prayers out to him. Hope everything is. Hope everything is good with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But and and you know, he's 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 shown flashes. He was great in the G League um, in his time before he's had to take time off. But yeah, he, he'll be back. And he's a guy that the Mavericks. I don't know about counting on that. Might be a little strong, but it's definitely you know, if there was talks about, could he fit into that Seth Curry role? Well, that's, that hasn't happened. And in, in, in the, in the defense, just it's gotten worse and look no further than tonight so far. I mean, there's eight minutes left in the second quarter and the Pistons have 42 points. The Pistons, one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst offensive teams in the league is so, and they're trying things. Uh, there is, there is a report from uh one of the guys on the, I think it was uh, Norm Hitzkis on the ticket in Dallas said that uh, a little birdie told him that the Mavs had a, a, an, a team, a players only team dinner last night um, to try and figure this out. And yeah, apparently every player spoke, every player had something to say, and they're trying everything. I mean, lineup changes tonight, Dwight Powell into the lineup uh, instead of uh, Maxi Kleba. Maxi Kleba coming off the bench they're trying everything. And, you know, is as awful as this recent stretch has been, they can still turn it around. I'm starting to lose faith that they will just because, you know, they're, I mean, things aren't getting better. Uh, This performance against Detroit looks, they look a lot more engaged offensively, but the defense is still just not good. Um, Don't
1: the Pistons have like 20 front court guys, Front yeah. court guys didn't they sign like 10 of
0: them they, yeah there, there's no i mean jeremy grant's giving them buckets it, it's it's just frustrating because this team should be better defensively yes and uh i might have already said this yell at me if i already did but in the recent stretch when they've their defensive rating has been one of the worst in the league among individual players defensive ratings number one in, uh in that like i think it's like a two or three week time frame um, since the defense had stepped up, mm-hmm. uh, so so if you look at the breakdown of that time frame, look at all the players' individual defensive ratings. The worst defensive rating in that uh, among all these all all those guys is Luca, and the third worst is Porzingis. And so it, a, a lot of it does start with Luca and KP. KP has gone back to being a uh, what are the guys that hold the the red capes the at the Bulls uh, a Matador. KP is better back to just in the pick and roll getting abused. Um, they've been one of the worst teams defending the pick and roll. And a lot of it is going at KP. And, you know, it, we, we hype up Luca a lot, but you know, he's, he's has not been very engaged on the defensive end recently. And I will say at the start of the season, he was very engaged, but lately yes. it's just like, he's saving his energy for the yes. offense. And he's, and you know, may, maybe that is what he's doing and. Respect to that, if so, if he's – because, I mean, we've seen LeBron do that in the past, and that's worked out for LeBron, where he kind of himself for offense. And, yeah, they just have been a little bit more sluggish. Uh, And a lot of that goes to slow starts. Uh, They've had some really slow starts again tonight with another slow start against Detroit. Uh, They were down, they were down as much as like eight or nine, I think in the first quarter. And they, I think we're down like two or three by the end of it, but still just another slow start. Um, And I think Dwight Powell was, I think adding Dwight Powell to the lineup was another attempt to add, to inject some energy into the, into the first quarter because Dwight Powell's an energy guy and you know, it, Clearly didn't work. They, they looked better offensively, at least. And Dwight Powell did provide a spark, but the defense didn't get any better. Um, and so, I mean, we're sitting here, 755 left in the second, and Detroit has 45 points. One of the worst offense offensive teams in the NBA. And it, it's just frustrating because they should be a better defensive team. KP was, at the very least, an athletic rim protector, and he's not doing that anymore. And so it, it's definitely something where th- – this is going to be a very interesting offseason coming up for the Mavs.
1: My and thing for-
0: that The Mavs are going to be active trying to add to this, to this roster. Um, oh, I- where have I heard that one before? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we've all heard that one before. Here, here's my thing
1: with KP. I'm not going to put too much on him because he and the Mavericks are so cautious with him right now. So I this year it sucks but I'm not going to put too much on KP even in the playoffs I'm probably not because I think the most important thing for KP right now is not to produce it's just to finish the season without any injuries I feel like that's the most important thing for him right now so I honestly I, that that's my thing man defensively you hate it even in the games with my like, KP what are you doing but at the same time, I can tell, man, it's not because he can't do it. He is – I feel like he is really just cautious this season of b- being too physical. Maybe he's saving it all for the playoffs, but it, it sucks, man. J- Josh Richardson has not been in. Dorian Finney-Smith still gives you some solid play. Dorian Finney-Smith, I'm not mad at. He's been Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But, man, freaking Maxi Klipa getting sized up against R.J. Barrett and everyone on the Knicks that um him getting in early foul trouble against Joel Embiid I don't blame him for that everybody gets in foul trouble against him but that's what I'm saying man you need to add some toughness because Maxi Kleba I love him man but he's not the toughness guy Dwight Powell's not the toughness toughest toughest guy Willie Colley Stein is not the toughness guy they're not they're just energizer bench role players that's all they are we need someone with a physical presence. We have to, and I mean, when it comes to the poor shooting, I'm really curious now that you said it. Really curious how that damn uh meeting dinner went last night, because I mean, if freaking uh Josh Richardson, you gonna complain about what me Luca is not doing? What about you? Oh, what about you getting ran off the three point line, getting sized up, not getting to the free throw line, can't facilitate an offense you can't rebound can't do any of that tim hardaway you want to get a little bit more than five shots a game you want to hit some consecutive threes or something you want to stop throwing up yolo balls Jalen brunson you want to stop throwing up yolo floaters you want to facilitate an offense like i'm very curious to see what that meeting was about um even though we'll never find out but i'm very curious because i'm if it was a dinner if i was a public place and maybe it didn't go the way i had hoped it would go cuz man these are the type of meetings that you need to kick each other in y'all's asses like that's what you need to do and man damn dude i just don't see that attitude on this team that's why i i somewhat hated the fact we gave away James Johnson and West Wondu because of their defense, but then again, they yeah. weren't playing or giving you much, so you had to give them away to get JJ Reddick. And, and by the now, way, all of a sudden, James Johnson is playing his ass off in New
0: Orleans. And by the way, JJ Reddick is adding a spark to this team. They were just yeah. five to thirty-eight, and it's now tied at forty-seven. And I've been I've been watching as we're recording, and yeah. J.J. Redick's adding a spark. He has, he's hit two threes, he's two for three, he has a rebound and an assist. Um, J.J. Redick is absolutely going to help this team. Yeah. There's not very many better solutions to figuring out shooting woes than giving J.J. Redick more minutes. Yep. There's no point in playing these other guards over him for defense when you're already terrible defensively. Um, Josh Richardson, I I would much rather. I mean, I, obviously Richardson needs to play more than Reddick, just because I still think he's a little bit better. But give some of those minutes to JJ Reddick. I mean, JJ Reddick would absolutely help this team. He would help immensely for this team. Also, where has Nico Melli been? He he's been. He's had some. Uh, he's had some. He, he hasn't. Even, he hasn't even been playing. He hasn't played since the Philly game. Uh, See, he,
1: man, what? <laughs> Rick, what are we doing, man? The guy gives you defense. He gets shots. What?
0: <clears throat> I, I don't know how much Nico Melli is going to help this this team, man. He, he's he he was starting to get exposed defensively a lot more. Um, he he was starting to get exposed defensively a lot more than he had been, uh, and he's just he he wasn't shooting that well anymore, and not <clears> to <throat> begin with. So. I think Nico Melly's good on spot nights when KP's playing. But here's the thing, you know, KP's played the last three games. And so I think you'll see more Meli on nights when KP sits out. So, you know, I, I wouldn't overreact to that. So here's, here's my thing. KP is playing tonight.
1: AD comes back tomorrow night. Is KP going to miss that game? Because if this stretch really is that important, dude, KP cannot miss that
0: game. You These can't. games are massive. And, and and again, I think people blame KP for this stuff a lot. A lot of this is the Mavs doctors and how they're electing to handle KP. KP would play every night if he could. I, I've always been very frustrated with the people that dog KP and say he doesn't care and this, that, and the other about KP. Dude, KP would play 82 freaking games if he could. This is Mavs doctors and stuff saying hey let's let, let let's let's you know reel it in like we're gonna keep you ready and the Mavs doc he's uh they talk about him all the time his name's slipping me uh the, the Mavs uh team. oh man it's you know what I'm talking about right
1: yes 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 I know oh it's escaping me
0: well uh here look, look it up for me really quick while, while I finish this thought um they they've been really really careful with him trying to uh trying to get him up to speed. And, you know, let's, let's say KP isn't playing tomorrow. We get a report, he's sitting out injury management. Um, you know, everyone on Twitter's, oh, KP's soft, he's running from AD, the, you know, all this stuff. Dude, KP would be out there. If, if it was his call, he would be out there. So, I mean, people say he's soft for that. I, I disagree, I mean, he's, He would be out there. He's a professional athlete. He's a competitor. He wants to be out there. And you know, I hope he is because I hope he is partly because I want to see the Mavs have a good chance to beat the Lakers tomorrow, but also doesn't want to hear all these people on Twitter that are coming at KP for not caring and not giving effort. Like, like dude, get out of here. KP's like, this is how the Mavericks are electing to handle him. Like, come on. So when we're
1: looking at the play in tournament, uh, and catching up to the Blazers. Which one is more likely, being in the play tournament or catching the Blazers?
0: See, I I don't know, because they should catch the Blazers. They're two games back. The Blazers played the Nugget. One and a half, I think. Two and a half. Okay. Either way, they're in shouting oh, distance. One and a half. Well, and, well, and it, that might as well be two, because the Blazers have the tiebreaker. So you can't be... Yeah. You need to pass them. So... Here's the thing. The Blazers have one of the toughest schedules remaining in the NBA. I think it was second or third toughest strength of schedule. The Mavericks were 29th. Um, you know, that they, they should be able to catch the Blazers. Um, 16 games left. It's, it's you gotta get going. I mean, the Mavericks schedule could not be easier, man. Uh, that they, they have they have every opportunity to, to catch the Blazers. And, you know, it there, there's a decent chance that they're a game back heading into the heading into this two-game set against the Lakers. And let me pull up the standings here. I'm fairly certain that the… I think we're like four games behind L.A. So, I mean, it, it, it's on. If, if you're able to win, I mean, all this panic that we're seeing and, you know, we, we might get to Monday and, oh, they beat the they, – they're on a three-game win streak. They beat the Pistons and swept the Lakers. So, I mean, they, we're not that far off to where – this isn't complete panic. I think people are panicking a little bit. Yeah, they are four games behind the Lakers. Yeah. So, we'll know – I think we'll know a lot more about – Oh, and right on cue, Nico Melly's checking into the game, right? right after oh, hey. Rick heard you. Um, But, yeah, they, they, we'll know a lot more about this team's chances of catching up yeah. um, after, after, this, after this weekend, I feel like. Yeah. Um, if they're still a game back, or they're not ahead of the Blazers, then it, you want to be at least a game behind the Blazers, and it would be nice if you could almost pass them. Because if you win tonight and they lose, you're only a half game behind them, and you're starting to smell blood in the water a little bit. And, Hopefully. And so, again, we've—I feel like we've been talking about this Lakers back-to-back for for months. It almost feels like, but yeah. Yes. It, this weekend and it's, it's pretty important Uh, is a massive two game set with the Lakers. If they're able to take care of business and win both worst case, you need to split with them. Um, And you'll, you'll be able you'll start to be able to feel like this team has a chance to catch the Blazers um, and get out of the playing tournament. And by the way, something I I wanted to mention, before we wrap this up was, I mean, even more Steph right now, the way he's playing is giving you even more incentive to get the hell out of that play in tournament. Because right now I think
1: that's who we would face, right? Or no, we would play uh San Antonio. Even we just lost to them. But dude, man, I I, I don't care if they lost James Wiseman, dude.
0: I do not want to face Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean the way he's playing right now, he's hit 10, he's had I mean, it's it's stupid, it's insane. To be
1: honest, man, he should be MVP, but because he's not high in the rankings, he's not going to win it. But to me, he easily
0: should win MVP. He has hit, he has hit, um, you know, 10 or more threes in, in four games in the last week. Let's just go Steph Curry versus the Dallas
1: Mavericks roster in the last month. My gosh, I'm pretty sure Steph would win that. Oh man, this is
0: it's frustrating. And uh, I'm
1: pretty sure the Mavericks are going to be in the plan regardless. I do think it's between Dallas, uh, Memphis, Golden State, and San Antonio because after San Antonio, the Pelicans are four games back and it's going to be between these four teams. Uh, who moves on. If we get number seven, then, hey, we'll face the Suns, and that will be a very, very good seven-game series. Uh, Or if they get number eight, they'll play the Jazz. So I I really don't know, man. I'm going to watch this game tonight. I'm definitely going to watch tomorrow night's game. I'm definitely curious to see if they play KP. I, I think it would be a great time to play them. Uh, even if it's like just the one back-to-back he plays all year, just play one game. Uh, man, I don't know, or at least limit his minutes or something, man. This is this is big. This is big. And I said it at the start of the show. I'm pretty comfortable uh, with them being not as if I want them to be, but what they've shown me so far, man, with 16 games to go, I, I just question what
0: switch they could flip yeah um, and well it I will say as negative as we've been, I feel like tonight, um we are also forgetting that you know they, they have kind of woken up a little bit. Defense has been a little bit better, but Detroit still has 56 points. Um the Mavericks have have erupted a little bit and they've now jumped out to an eight-point lead. They've scored 64 points in the first half. Um it looks like they've it looks like they've woken up and uh Oh, and Luka with a dunk. Yeah, they they look a lot more energized in um, the offense. I mean, it's amazing what happens when you make your shots. Um, the Mavs currently are shooting 40% from three, eight for 20. That will work. That will play. That will work. It should so, happen against the Pistons. And uh, the, the MVP of the night so far, in the bit I've been watching, is, uh, is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has been spectacular so far. Uh, He has 16 points in the first half on seven of eight shooting. He's been attacking the rim. He's been, he's been incredible in the getting in the paint, using his body to make shots. Um, He's been unbelievable. And, and he's, I mean, he's the MVP of the game through the first half so far. Yeah. Um, Usually I watch
1: these games on my laptop, but I'm on my laptop to, to do this podcast because of that stupid TV thing that's going on. And I can't, watch the regular games um, on my TV. So, but that's how I've been watching the games and man, I just wish I could go back to regular TV. I feel like they would be better. Um, But man, dude, for some reason, I don't know why, man. I know we were excited about it and everything, but I just had a feeling trading Seth Curry was a mistake. I don't know why. Like as soon as it happened, I'm like, Hey man, at least we got someone that plays defense, but what does he offer offensively? Okay, he's actually a pretty good one. He shoots 37% and now he's not doing anything. So it's just like-
0: From three roughly, 31%, I think.
1: Yeah, Seth Curry's over there thriving in life and-
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's it's definitely a little bit upsetting, but you know, they're here and, you know, as, as awful as this little bit of time has been- Yeah. There's a decent chance that we look back at the end of tonight, and you're like, oh, they're only a half game out of the sixth seed. And well, I mean,
1: I'm not not after tonight. Let's see how this Lakers, uh, two game thing goes, and then I'll probably be more positive. But I don't change my mind after after
0: one game against a team, yeah, 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 yeah. And, dominate, yeah, yeah. And I'm not like saying the tides have turned or they'll be playing any better because I sure hope so. I'm expecting a little bit better of a uh, defensive performance against a team like the Pistons, obviously. I mean that that goes without saying, but yeah. I mean as bad as it's been, there's a pretty decent chance that that you are a half game behind Portland at the end of the night because they are at home against uh, the uh, Denver tonight. And I touched on earlier, Denver is has been or uh, sorry, Portland has been terrible against good teams, and yep. so if Denver's able to get it done tonight, you know you'll be you'll you'll be a half game behind portland heading into the lakers back to back and looking ahead at portland's schedule we know about the mavs upcoming schedule if you by chance look ahead to portland's schedule remaining and after the nuggets they have they, they have a little bit of an easier stretch now the grizzlies aren't bad necessarily but they uh they play three out of their next four games against the grizzlies then they play the pacers and then they're at Brooklyn, and the, the rest of their schedule is kind of a murderer's row. Um, they go at Boston, who's playing great basketball right now, then Atlanta, Cleveland, Lakers, who will have LeBron back by then, Spurs, Rockets, Jazz, and then their last three games. You know, because this, if you think about it, this Mavs-Portland race for the sixth seed is probably going to come down to the wire. And you look at the last three last three games of the season, Portland plays – at Utah, at Phoenix, and the Nuggets at home. I mean, that that's a murderer's row of Western Conference contenders that they're going to have to go through. And then if you turn around and look at the Mavs' final three games in that stretch, Pelicans, Raptors, Timberwolves. I mean, it, it's, it's going to come down to if the map because Portland's going to struggle against the good teams like they have all year. It's going to come down to can the Mavs handle their business Against bad teams for the rest of the stretch, and yep. we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about this team over these next couple of weeks because hey. they have one of the better records against good uh, teams that are above 500 in the NBA. They have one of the better records, but they've struggled against bad teams. They're not beating the teams they should be, and they need to take care of that going forward.
1: Here's why I'm going to be paying the so close attention to these Mavs. Closer than I've probably ever uh, paid attention to this Mavericks team. We saw the look on Luka Doncic's face um, in his interview, I believe from the last game, clearly frustrated, clearly lost. um, Doesn't know what to do. Uh, This is where I kind of wish we could get a strong veteran in there. Uh, I I don't know if JJ Reddick's that, but just someone in there to pick this kid up. But now is the time. You don't want to play in the playing tournament. Go play your ass out of the playing tournament and get into the sixth seed. Nut up or shut up, step up or step aside. It's easy. You're a grown man, lace up them shoes, put that ball in the hoop, defend on the other side. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to be great? Do you want to be average? That's I I kind of love these situations because I at least find out who my team is. At least I find out that much and so far it's been inconsistent it's been uh frustrating but 16 games left and that's that those those are a lot of games technically when you talk about portland and dallas that's a lot of games so dallas needs to come up la this is going to be the two biggest games in my opinion of your season so far and you need to get it going lebron's not playing so i don't think he's ad's the difference maker that lebron is but he's still damn a pretty damn good black basketball player so they need to step it up maxi Kleba just got hurt i don't know if he'll be available uh kp is he gonna play i don't care man i want to find out who
0: these guys are yeah we are going to find out a lot about this team uh going into the going into this week or going into this weekend yep it's lakers so you know our, we, we do have a lot planned going forward. We have are still a great lineup of guests upcoming for you guys. Um, when we talk to you guys next, we don't have another guest this week for a bonus episode, but we do have for next Wednesday. I, I guess it won't post on Wednesday. We always record Wednesday, post Thursday morning. Uh, next Wednesday, we will be talking to. For now, we we, we nailed down a date and time. We just haven't. He, and he confirmed, um, we just haven't gotten that double confirmation that you want to get when you make plans with somebody. I know we're, 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 we're all people, we've made plans. You want to get that double confirmation. But yes. fingers crossed, we should be having none other than Derek Harper, uh, all-time Mavs great and Mavs color commentator on the on the Valley Sports Southwest uh, broadcast. That will be a great conversation. And hopefully it'll be a little bit more of a positive conversation because- Yes, this is by a mile, the most negative podcast uh, Michael and I have recorded about the Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> it, it was still great
1: content. Uh, it was we good. did it with a smile on our face, guys. Just just know that. Hey, Carrie, if
0: you're listening, we did it with a smile. Always positivity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our our good friend Carrie Rhodes tells us to always be positive about about, <laughs> about the Mavs and be nice to the athletes. Well, we're, we're positive. We're trying to be positive, and we're we're nice over here. We're we're trying to be nicer. Um, After a couple of glasses of uh, Crown Royal, but yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah. Hey, Michael, where can we get you on Twitter? At underdog sports four. And you can get me on Twitter at Nate underscore Sanch 77. I'm always putting out thoughts on all the Dallas teams. Uh, You know, there's, there's always something going on in Dallas. Uh, So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot of good content for you guys. We're going to have some more great guests for you guys upcoming. And me and Michael are going to try and keep you guys sane throughout this rough, rough stretch of basketball that the Mavs are enduring. Hopefully things turns around. And you know what, Michael? There's a good chance that when we talk next on Wednesday, we might we might be feeling a little bit better about this team. We might be in the sixth seed when we talk next. So hopefully. Yeah, hopefully the Mavs will continue their push to get out of the play-in tournament and get that sixth seed from Portland. But with all that being said, I'm Nate Sanchez. That was my co-host, Michael Tarazis, and we will talk to you guys next week on the Mavs Fans for Live podcast. See you. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters.